Hello friends, welcome back to the All Things New podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in again. My apologies that there was not an episode last week. I was home with COVID. Thank goodness it was a mild case, but I could have recorded a podcast episode, but I didn't have the energy for obvious reasons. And, you know, podcasting isn't just like recording it and sending it like you've got to edit I've got to you know there's so many other facets to it so I ended up just deciding not to do it because I needed to rest and I think that's fair but I'm back with another episode and I'm so excited to be back even though I only took a week off but I'm super excited to be back with you guys on the podcast so today's topic has to do with waiting. We hear this term waiting a lot in Christian circles, and it's usually specifically referencing waiting for a spouse. (laughs) Like, just because that's just a significant part of Christian culture, and we often talk about waiting on God. But when we hear that term, we often associate that with waiting for a spouse or something. Although that's relevant, that's obviously not the only type of waiting that is in life. I mean, if you're married, you don't got to wait for your spouse. I mean, you already are married, right? And so there are a lot of different seasons in our lives where we may be waiting for something. And I wanted to just talk about the general concept or the general idea of waiting, but not waiting in vain, because you could be waiting for several things, including waiting for a promotion, waiting for graduation, waiting for, there are so many things, waiting for another opportunity to come up, waiting to travel, waiting to buy a home. There are so many things that we have to wait for. And we live in such a fast-paced society um if you're a part of a western culture generally a lot of things are fast-paced we want things quickly we want things conveniently and we want them right now we want them how we want it right now and there are so many things in life that we absolutely must wait for because some things take time and some things need to be seasoned And some things can't just be done in the snap of a finger. There are things that we have to wait for, which is good because that means that they are, you know, in a good, a good state that they are ready, right? I think readiness has a lot to do with waiting, but we live in such a fast paced society, fast paced cultures, and we just want stuff. We want what we want and we want it right now and we don't want to wait for it because waiting is like annoying right but the purpose of this episode and of this topic is to highlight different ways of how to wait but not waiting in vain because when we hear the word wait we just think like sitting and doing nothing like I think of like the little um there was a a trend on TikTok and social media, um, but it was a trend where there would be like a, a parent of a toddler, and they'd be like, they'd give them like a snack, like they'd give them like an Oreo or like some gummy bears or something, and they'd put it in front of them, and they'd be like, okay, like 
you gotta just wait. Like, you can have one when I get back, but you can wait. Or there's another one that's similar where it's like, they say, you can have one now or five later. Like, if you wait, I'll give you five. But if you want one now, you can just have one, but you don't get five. It's like something like that. But in these trends, the kids are just like sitting there doing nothing, like trying to distract themselves. And they're just like either staring at the tree that's in front of them or they're like trying to distract themselves. Or in some cases, the kid just eats it. Right. Of course, this is like a silly example, but oftentimes it can feel like that. Or you're just like sitting like, okay. Like, what do I do now? Like, it's, it's right in front of me and I can't have it. And what do I do? Like, I distract myself or you can like grab it and it's kind of like premature. It's not in the right time or, you know, it's just there are so many different reactions and different ways that we wait for things. But there, I think, are definitely a lot of practical ways that we can kind of conduct ourselves while we are in this quote unquote waiting period. Right. And it can be for whatever waiting for an array of things I mean a lot of things you have to wait for which is a good thing but you know it's important to not wait in vain and to just not bore yourself right so today I've got lots of scriptures which I typically do have because that's where the basis of these ideas are coming from but I make sure that all of the things I'm talking about have scriptural basis and that I'm not just you know being a philosopher or not give you my own enlightened ideas, which, you know, may not be horrible, but the Bible is very full of so much wisdom and guidance from God himself, which is the best wisdom and guidance you could ever get. So the first point of this topic, um, don't wait in vain, is do not be anxious. And this probably has to be one of the hardest parts. Because there are lots of things that we become anxious about. And I feel like anxiety is almost a default. I'm not saying everyone has an anxiety disorder. But I think that a lot of people, including myself, get anxious about many things. And I do think that social media has a lot to do with this. I'm not saying social media is of the devil or anything because I use it myself. I use it for my small business. I use it to con for connections, for modest fashion, for several things I use it. But there are some parts about social media that are quite negative. And I think that a lot of, I feel like, I don't know, I think the increase in anxiety is related to the increase of social media use. I think there are studies on it. I haven't pulled them up or anything, but I think that those two are correlated to some degree. Regardless, do not be anxious. This is hard because we are, we can, we psych ourselves out. I psych myself out. So I mean, I'm lucky to talk about myself, but we can psych ourselves out about situations and start becoming anxious and start becoming obsessive. And this is not healthy at all. And it's not going to help the waiting process go any smoother. It's just going to make it much more difficult. So the first passage of scripture I'm going to read is Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7. They say, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, 
will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I'm going to actually read verse 8 as well, because this is, this is integral. Verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. I'm just going to read verse 9 too. I might as well. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. I love this so, so much. This is a very, very commonly quoted scripture. Be anxious for nothing but in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God who that surpasses your understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. But it's it's huge. This is so important. This is so encouraging and so relevant to me always i always like find it so crazy how relevant the bible is these thousands of years after it was written (laughs) like it's so crazy to me just because of how real this stuff is like the human experience is so universal it's universal among cultures time periods you know languages demographics it's so crazy just seeing just the human experience and walking with the Lord. But I love this so much. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. When I read this, I also think like requests, like I also think of like my feelings. Like I might be in a waiting period for something and I might be feeling particularly sad or impatient. And something that I love about God is that he, first of all, is not surprised by any of our feelings or thoughts because he sees everything and he loves us the same regardless of how horrible or of how good a thought you may have or may not have. But something I love about God and something that I've learned throughout my relationship with him as it has grown throughout the years is that I can literally tell him everything. Like I can tell him how I feel, what I'm thinking. I can tell him what I'm angry about, what I'm sad about what I'm grieving over, and you can make this known to him. He already knows it already, but to have that confidence and that being comfortable and being vulnerable and saying, God, I don't feel like praying today, or I'm angry at what so-and-so said, or I don't feel like waiting, or I feel lonely, or I feel, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it may be for you, but you can make this known to him. You can share with him your thought processes, your feelings, everything. And it's so, it's just so weight off your shoulders being able to let that out and let God know what's going on in your head, what's going on in your heart. And how is that affecting your response? How is that affecting whether or not you're anxious? How is that affecting the process that you're going through? And I think it's very, it can be very enlightening just being able to be comfortable being vulnerable with God and sharing with him everything that's going on inside of you because he already knows and it's so good to actually just let it out and be like God oh I'm so annoyed or I'm so like uh, I'm so this or that you know it's just very it's wonderful being able to actually release that and put it before him and obviously verse 7 the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus like I have to quote this to myself all the time 
literally, like on a weekly basis, not even going to lie to you. But it's because, listen, there are so many things in life that are just chaotic and so busy. And it's like, peace, I need peace. And I love this. I'm just like, oh, Lord, I need your peace that surpasses my understanding. And there have been so many times in my life where I have been on the verge of having like a panic attack and I've just been like freaking out over there was you know lots of things going on and I'm being pulled in a million directions at once and I'm just like lord I need your peace that surpasses my understanding because right now there's a lot going on and I am just struggling and it's so wonderful because he will never like say no <laughs> like he will never be like Ugh, actually, no, like, I'm not going to give you my peace right now. Like, even though you need it, like, no, no, he's not going to do that. He's going to give you peace and cover you with his wings and become shelter for you. And he will give you peace in that moment. And I need that. We need that because in life, there are so many moments when it's just so frustrating and so hard. And it's just, there's no peace that we're like, if you just say, Lord, I need your peace right now. He will come through every single time. He's so faithful and good and lovely, and he is not a God that just withholds himself knowing that you need him. He won't withhold his peace from you or his love or his joy. He's not going to just say, oh, nah, like, I'm not going to give it to you today. Like, no. He has so many wonderful things and gifts for us that he just wants to pour out on us, but we've got to ask. And then I'm not saying that he won't give these things to us, you know by default but we can ask him and he will give it to us because he's good and he loves us <laughs> so also um really quickly i wanted to touch back on verse eight which um is talking about these things to meditate on i think especially when we're anxious we're meditating on negative things on things that are out of our control and that's oftentimes what causes us to become more anxious and it just kind of becomes like a snowball effect of one thought becomes two becomes three and it just begins to add and multiply and that can just cause us to go absolutely crazy but I love this so much whatever things are true whatever things are noble are just are pure are lovely are of good report if there's virtue if there's anything praiseworthy meditate on these things it's just important to remember like Remember and think of the root cause of your anxiety, and there might be several causes, but it could be very helpful to think, okay, why do I feel so anxious in this situation? Was there a trigger that caused me to think of something, or was there something that someone said, or that I said, or was there something that I heard? You know, it can be quite literally anything, and it's just whatever is going on in your head, but for every anxious, negative thought you have, try to replace that with a positive thought with a good thought a thought of something righteous something lovely something just replace those thoughts with scriptures with promises that god has given us because you can't just combat anxiety with more anxiety you've got to combat that with something good and righteous and just and something encouraging so yes, even though this point, be not anxious, is like one of the hardest things ever, it's crucial. And these are practical ways where you can combat this. Obviously, if you have an anxiety disorder, I would 
say, if you really need help, please go see a psychologist or a psychiatrist or psychiatrist. But we have been given so many tools in the word of God to help us with anxiety and with worry and with fear. And these things are so incredibly helpful and so practical. And I'm so grateful that we have these tools to look at and just like literally read the Bible and be like, you know, I can actually like combat my anxiety with the word of God. It's very powerful and it's really incredible. So I encourage you, if you are dealing with anxious thoughts, just go to the word of God and replace each anxious thought with the promise. I also have um, 1 Peter, and from 1 Peter, we're going to read verses 5, uh, oh, sorry, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. And this verse says, um, actually, I'm going to read verses 6 through 10. So verse 6 says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace... You called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while. Perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. I love this so much. We often just quote like verse 7, which is like, cast all your care upon him for he cares for you, which is so important, but the surrounding scriptures are equally as powerful. And I love in the end, like it says, Jesus will perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Like that word settle is like, huge because we're so like busy we're so like okay like I'm going to multitask I'm going to do blah 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 I'm going to do this 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 and it's like we need to settle and just chill and relax and the Lord will settle us he will give us strength and it's just giving us these this passage is giving us more practical tips on combating those negative thoughts that may come to us um but he cares for us so much and he wants to hear about what's going on. And I mentioned this a bit earlier, but tell him what you feel. Tell him what's going on in your head. He cares for you. He wants you to confide in him and he wants to give you peace and he wants to encourage you and love you. So yes, be not anxious. I know it's hard. I know it's so hard, but we have to combat it. We can't just be anxious and just live in our anxiety. We have to combat it with the word of God, which is the best way. And it's one of them. It's, it's so powerful to combat your anxiety with the word of God. So, and if you need to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist, please do that. But the word of God also is so powerful and he has given us tools. What would that be through his word? And he's also given us these healthcare professionals who can help you if you really actually have an anxiety disorder. So yeah, but he loves us and he wants to give us peace and he is the God of peace. And so if you're in his presence, there will be peace. So one, um, one more quick tip is spend more time in his presence because there will be no anxiety there because it cannot exist where he is. So 
Spend time in his presence. Combat your anxious thoughts with the word of God and live in his peace because his peace is there for you and it's plentiful. <laughs> he never runs out. So live and abide in his peace. So point number two is, this is also hard. All these things are hard, even for me. I mean, I'm not saying I'm super spiritual or anything, but I'm just saying I'm talking to myself low key in this podcast because these are really important things. But it's we all go through a lot of similar things, even though our experiences may be different. We all get anxious about stuff. We all worry. We all get a bit impatient, right? And so there are so many very, very incredibly practical and good ways to combat these different things that we go through. So this point is just relax and rest, which is like, okay, listen, how can I relax? I work 60 hours a week. I do this. I do that. I blah, 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 blah. But we have to rest. If you don't rest, you will be less productive. You will probably have more anxiety. There's just a lot of things that will go awry if you refuse to rest. And I know it's hard. It's like a lot of us have to work many hours and do lots of things. And it's just, I don't have time to rest. Like I need to do this and this and this, and I can't rest because that's unproductive, but that's not true. Actually, rest is very productive. Rest is absolutely essential. So I'm actually going to read Psalm chapter 91, which is one of my absolute favorite Psalms ever. It's so good. I love it. And it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge. Even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you, to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent, you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Mm, that's a word that could preach. I mean, yeah, it's the Bible it could preach, but oh, it's so good. I love this. This is one of the most encouraging passages ever. It's just like, I love the first opening verse as well, because it's like, Dwell in the presence of God. Like, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. If you dwell with him, you'll be protected. You will be in his shadow, in his protection, under his care. 
just dwell in his presence and he will protect you. He's your fortress. He's your refuge in your fortress. And I love how this, this passage is just highlighting on the fact that he is our protection. He's our fortress. He will keep you. He will sustain you and he will protect and love you. And he's got his hand on you. I just love it so much. And this is a passage that I, I love. It's so encouraging. It never gets old. And I have to remind myself of this and read it over and over because it's so relevant and so powerful. And I just love it so much. <laughs> so the next scripture I've got with this point, just relax and rest, is um, Isaiah 40 verse 31, which is a popular one. But this one says, Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So I just, I mean, obviously, like we quote this a lot, but it's it's big, it's important, and I love it so much. Um, It might have be better, a little, little bit better with one of my other points but regardless this is so important i mean obviously we're talking about waiting but waiting on the lord you will renew your strength in the lord you'll renew your strength as he's protecting you as he's as he's sustaining you you will renew your strength in his presence i love that so much so the next point is a really brief one but it's have confidence in the promises that have been laid out in the word of god you can often wait for certain things, and these things may be something that's promised. Um, it's really important to remind ourselves that God does not lie. He does not sin, and if he has promised you something, it will come to pass in due time, even if that timing is not our own. Um, the Bible, the Word of God says, that God's ways are higher than ours, and his thoughts are higher than ours, and you know our thoughts are very like they're very like narrow our thought processes are very like focused on one small thing but God sees the whole picture he sees every aspect every facet of our lives of what we're going to go through of each relationship we're going to build each experience we're going to have with each other and he sees absolutely everything and we see nothing basically compared to him like we see a very teeny tiny portion like we see one cell and he sees the whole universe like we truly don't know he knows all and sees everything and he truly like his timing is so good and so perfect and so right and we obviously want things on our own terms but typically when we do that we mess stuff up i'm speaking from experience okay listen Every time I try to do something on my own terms, it never worked out. It was a disaster. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just stop doing that and just trust in God, even though it's hard. But that could be a really good, um, a really good way to encourage yourself to wait on God because you're like, okay, if I don't wait on God, I'm just going to mess my life up. So I'd rather not do that. Like I'd rather wait on the Lord and on his timing than mess my life up because that never goes well. So yeah, just remind yourself of the promises that he has for you. Remind yourself that there's a time for everything. There's that passage in Ecclesiastes. There's a time to weep, a time to mourn, a time to rejoice. Like there's truly a time for everything. And trusting the timing of God is 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 a wise thing to do. And even though it's really hard, it's truly always worth it. It'll be worth it. 
every single time. Um, it's also important to remind ourselves that God only has good things for us in store. He's not going to make us wait for a disaster. He's not going to make us wait for something that will harm us or that will destroy us. He has plans for us. Obviously, um, this is another really popular scripture, but Jeremiah 29, 11 states, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. That's a promise. That's not a suggestion. That's not like a maybe. That's not, uh, possibly, that's not an if-then statement. That's, I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope in a future. And I have to remind myself of this a lot. And I'm sure many of you do as well. And if you don't, I encourage you to because you have to remind yourself that what he has for you is so good. And he knows the plans he has for us. We don't know. We might have a glimpse of it, but he knows the whole picture. So it's really important just to remind ourselves and to live in this truth of the fact that he knows the plans he has for us. Plans to give us hope in the future. Plans to sustain us and love us and to give us wonderful gifts and things like... um wonderful things that he has in store for us um but we have to wait on him and trust in his timing for those things but it's just really important to encourage yourself and have confidence in those promises and to remind yourself he doesn't break his promises if he's promised you something that thing will come to pass even if it's in a way that you don't expect or in a method that you don't think would you know would work god has his own ways and you know, his ways are harder than ours. We just don't know. We don't understand. You can't grasp these things. But they're, they're the truth, they're powerful. And it's important to remind ourselves of these things. The next point that I've got is to trust in God's faithfulness, his process, and his serenity. So I kind of touched on this a little bit in the previous point, but um, God is always faithful. He every time like he will never fail you and his process as i mentioned his ways and his his ways and his thoughts are much higher than ours um and his serenity as well um it's it's hard it's easier said than done to trust in god but when you remind yourself of his character and remind yourself of the promises and the things he's said and laid out in his word for us it's just like you know i'd much rather wait on him and i'd rather have his plan for my life than try to make up my own because it will not be nearly as good if you kind of make your own way. You know, God's plans are so much better than our own. But we have to remind ourselves of his faithfulness throughout stories in the Bible, throughout scriptures that we've read here, that he's faithful. He's faithful and just to forgive. He loves us. He will never fail us. And he cares so much for us. And he's faithful even though we are not faithful. And he's good when we're not. And he's so consistent and so wonderful. And so it's important to remind ourselves that God is faithful. He loves us. He has great plans for us. And he knows what he's doing. And he's not just going to decide to ditch you, you know? Like, he's so good and wonderful. And he's faithful. Um, it's also good, as I mentioned, to remind ourselves that God's ways are higher than ours. And so are his thoughts. And the process that we have to go through to wait on a particular thing may be long and tiring, but it's God's process, which is the best process. And his ways are so much greater than ours. And he has so much more knowledge than we do of so many things. And so it's important to remember, like, God's way is so good and so wonderful and so much better. It may be difficult. It may be trying. 
but it's the absolute best. And if you think about it throughout your journey of life, different situations that are maybe difficult, these situations give us strength. They help us draw closer to God. They give us more resilience. They help us learn about certain things. So it's actually like these things that are not so easy. It's a good thing that they're not so easy because if everything was easy, it's like, is the end product worth it? Like, if everything, if every meal was a microwave meal, we wouldn't have as much of a great experience trying new foods and eating because it's just the bare minimum of a meal, you know? What about, like, you'd rather have a meal that might be prepped for a little bit longer? Some meals take days. Some things take days to cook. Some things take years to finish, right? But the end product is rich it's seasoned it's it's prepared well with time with intention and if we think about our lives in this kind of way it's like i would much rather have the well seasoned the well cooked the thing that took more time that's more rich that's more full than to have something that's a micro version that's not nearly as good that's quicker, but it's not nearly as good. I'd much, much, much rather wait to have a good end product than to not wait and have something very mediocre. To have something subpar, to have something not even worth it, you know? I hope that makes sense, but I'd much rather wait than just get something immediately and be disappointed and regret that I didn't wait, you know, because that's what it'll look like if we don't wait on him. It's like, man, like I didn't wait and I ended up getting something that was horrible, you know, that's how it's going to be because what he has for us is much better than anything we could ever imagine for ourselves. It's also really important to remind ourselves of God's sovereignty and of his omniscience and of the fact that he knows everything and he sees everything. And as I mentioned earlier, we're only seeing a very small portion of our lives, a very small portion. We're only seeing the moments we're in now, but he sees everything. He sees the whole timeline of our lives and of every person we're going to come in contact with in between and, and every relationship, every experience we have. And he's sovereign and he knows everything. And it's so encouraging knowing that like it's kind of overwhelming thinking like, oh my gosh, he knows everything, like every detail, like, oh goodness, like that's a bit invasive almost it seems. But knowing this, he knows literally every facet of everything, like everything. And knowing this, it's like, wow, like any plan that he would have for my life would be the absolute best because he sees all these different things that are going on. He's seeing these different parts of my of my character, of my personality. He's seeing the things that I like, the things, you know, and it's not just obviously about like things you like and dislike, but the different experiences that we build and have and he truly knows everything. And like, I have to remind myself of his serenity, especially when it comes to like, for me, like, I don't know, like, I guess I could say I am quote unquote waiting on my husband, <laughs> which sounds super dumb, but it's like a thing, you know, it's like, I'm waiting on the Lord to bring him into my life and it'll be in the right timing and it'll be so good. And it's like, I oftentimes really, really am like, Ugh, like this guy is really cute. How do I get him to notice me? Or how do I impress him? Or how do I get him to like like me? Or like, man, like that would be a really great guy. Like I just want to be with him, but like he's not interested. Like how do I get him interested? You know, and it's like we try to make make our, you know, we try to attempt to invade our lives and invade these processes. And God's like, dude, 
literally calm down like what are you doing like <laughs> we don't know if that person's right or wrong for us or we don't know like we don't know so many things we're just like oblivious about so many things and ignorant to a lot of things which is good because if we know everything yeah no that would be horrible but i say all this to say that we really can often try to you know to like make things happen in our lives and invade these processes and it's like we can't do that like god has a plan and timing and his own will and everything going on right but we can't let that happen if we're trying to finagle with things while we're in the process right so it's important to remember that God is sovereign and he sees absolutely everything and he knows what's best for you. And you don't know what's best for you. You don't. You might know because, you know, he might have shown you or something, but we truly think things are good for us and they're not. And they're the opposite of good for us. But he knows that. So trusting in him also protects us from getting involved in things that are horrible, you know? And it's just like, it's a protective measure, I suppose you could say. And he's our protector, as I mentioned, as was laid out in Psalm 91. But man, we can really mess stuff up. And so <laughs> reminding ourselves of, of his serenity helps remember, oh, right, like God knows. He knows everything. Like I don't have to try to make this or that happen because God is sovereign and he's orchestrating all these things. Like if I'm following him, if I'm in his will, if I'm serving him, loving him, doing the things that he's shown me to do, walking my walk in him serving my community, doing all these things that I'm supposed to be doing, everything will happen in time. And it's time because you are walking with God and everything will work out. You know, it's obviously not going to be a super smooth sailing. It's going to be difficult. There will be storms along the way. But these things, these storms are refining us and strengthening us and building our character and, you know, building building relationships is important along the way too and gaining different experiences. So, this whole waiting concept is like, that's not bad. It's just, it's life. We can't have everything in the blink of an eye. And that's good because these things that are good and worth waiting for are so wonderful in the end and will be savored and cherished and appreciated so much because we waited for it and we realized like there was a whole process that we had to go through for this thing to happen, for this thing to be fulfilled and realized in our lives. So remembering God's serenity and its faithfulness and his process is really important. Just it's important to remind ourselves of these things because he truly knows what's best for us. So one of the last ones I've got is enjoy yourself. Obviously, if you're waiting for something that's like a like a legit process, like for example, graduation or something, you can't just be like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna enjoy myself and never study. Like, no, that's no no no. <laughs> when I say enjoy yourself, I mean, you know, within reason, obviously. Um enjoy yourself in the way that you can and that you should um yeah when i say enjoy myself i or enjoy yourself that could be for example say if you're waiting for because this is the most relevant point to me so that's why i keep bringing it up but say if you're waiting for your spouse or something you should not just sit there and wait and be bored you should go to events you should go have fun you should go travel go do something go start something go try something right obviously like not anything bad <laughs> like don't go out you know sinning or anything like that but try new things enjoy yourself gain new experiences when i say enjoy yourself that's basically what i'm saying is to gain new experiences and meet new people and build relationships 
honestly you never know like what these relationships and new experiences will bring like you never know how how rich that'll make your relationships in the future so just enjoy yourself if you can do things that are fun and exciting do things for yourself it's okay to do things for yourself um as long as you're not hurting other people and that it's something that'll benefit you but enjoy yourself just do fun things have fun do something for leisure don't just make everything so serious you know why so serious just have fun do something exciting and the last point i've got is to be productive so obviously i mentioned in the beginning of this episode that waiting we can think like you know like it's like the little the toddler trend where it's like like toddlers just like waiting just sitting there waiting for their parents to come back so they can have their snack but it's like waiting isn't like that like waiting or it shouldn't be at least if you're doing that then you're gonna you're putting yourself through lots of of, of stress and suffering that you don't need to be putting yourself through um we shouldn't just be sitting and doing nothing while we're waiting because we can be doing so many things we can be building relationships you can be gaining experiences you can be learning about ourselves more we can be learning different skills and different you know there's so many things to do while you're quote-unquote waiting depending on obviously what you're waiting for but regardless it's like you don't have to just sit in a waiting room and just wait till your name's called like there are things you can do in the meantime productive good things you can do in the meantime you know you don't have to just sit and wait and be bored because that's just gonna make it seem way way longer anyways like it'll seem longer and more arduous if you're just sitting there doing nothing so if you stay busy if you're productive if you find something to do find something to learn find something to try that'll make it more enjoyable and it'll just make the process not as like you know boring because i mean if you're just sitting that's so boring like, don't just sit, get up and do something, you know? There's so many things to do and try and experiences to be had and and relationships to be built. So while you're waiting, do these things. Have fun, enjoy yourself, learn more about yourself, learn more about God, study the word, gain, get closer to God, um, build relationships, serve your community. There are so many things to be doing while you are waiting. And it doesn't just have to be, as I mentioned, it doesn't have to be just for a spouse. It can be for anything. But it's important to even if we're waiting for like something else, just something simple, even like there are ways to make the waiting process more enjoyable or less difficult. Even it might it might be something that's not fun at all, but you can there are things you can do to make it less horrible. <laughs> I know that sounds a bit dark, but it's like, you know, there are things you can be doing. You don't just have to sit and do nothing. So I hope that these tips I've given have been practical and are useful and that you can maybe utilize some of them in your life if you haven't already. But um, I hope that what I've spoken about today has been encouraging and helpful in any way possible. But yeah. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the All Things New podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed it. Um, please share the podcast if you would like. <laughs> I would appreciate that. Um, give me a rating if you are. Um, I can't remember which platforms you can rate on. I believe Apple Podcasts for sure and Google Podcasts probably. But if you can give me a rating... I highly recommend, I mean, sorry, I, I, well, I, I recommend it. I do recommend it, but I highly um, encourage you to do that. I would really appreciate that so much. And please share this podcast if you think somebody you know or love or something would enjoy it. Um, so yeah, just get the word out if you 
feel so inclined to do so, but I truly appreciate it. I appreciate all the listeners um, that have tuned into this podcast. It's really cool. Like when I look at the stats um, on Anchor, um, which is what I use to do my podcast, it's so cool seeing like the different countries that people are like listening from and the different demographics and like the different regions and it's cool like when another country's added i'm like oh my gosh like, that's so cool it's just really neat like seeing where my listeners are coming from so i really appreciate you guys so much and i'm so thankful that you guys tune into my podcast and listen and share and all these wonderful things so i appreciate that so much and i love you guys and i will talk to you next week ciao